Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Career Retrospectives right here on the Superview Show. I am joined by my two good friends and musical enthusiasts out there. Kyle and Mike, what's going on, guys? Hey. What's going on? Yeah. So uh, as the title of this, uh, we didn't spin the wheel, but we did want to promise you. We did promise you we're going to talk about Post Malone's latest release, Austin. Um, Kyle picked this one out. We're going to let him dive right into it. But yes, we are talking about the latest release by Post Malone um post malone's austin that got released this year so let's get right into it shall we kyle this is your pick i mean what do you what do you got for us sure so i mean post malone for me someone i've been following for quite a while now um actually the since the second record um in those first three records that he did uh stony beer bongs and bentley's and hollywood's bleeding incredible run of three records uh the last album though that one, not so much for me. So going into this one, I was not sure what to expect. I really didn't like pretty much almost all of that last album he did was not not what I was expecting from him, not where I wanted him to go. So I was kind of worried going into this one that would get more of the same, considering it, it was pushed out a, actually only a year after the first one, almost exactly a year, I think. But that's really not what we got. We got a more... uh personal record a more kind of stripped down record so this this album goes more into those like singer songwriter type acoustic um almost at times like pop rock like soft rock vibes more than the hip-hop i mean that the hip-hop aspect from most of this is almost completely stripped away other than occasional beats here and there and then a couple of tracks scattered in in and out for those fans but really what this reminded me of was a like 2000s like pop rock album from like one of those bands you'd hear on the radio back in the like early to mid 2000s and that's definitely not a bad thing um i'm glad that i gave this album time to set in because when i first listened to it it really didn't do anything for me but then after more listens i realized i really like this one specifically i noticed that if you listen to this I highly recommend you do it with good speakers. If you listen to it through the phone, you're going to miss a lot. Even if you listen to it through like a standard car speaker, I found myself missing a lot. But when I listened to it through my like really good quality headphones, I realized there's a lot of like intricate things here and there that I really missed on first listen throughs. So like uh, specifically the bass on here. I don't know who was playing bass on it. I don't know if it's the producer or what. But there's really, really good bass grooves throughout this whole thing. Uh, and that was really something that I didn't catch up with. Like, it didn't catch up with me until I listened through those good headphones. And I feel like that added so much for me on, like, the experience listening through. So, I mean, if you want to get into the track list, JT, if you want to pull that up. This, I'm going to be honest with you. It, it's full of a lot of 10s and 9s for me on this record. Um didn't expect it, especially on first listen through. But man, I have been listening to this nonstop for a while. Uh, even the first track, Don't Understand, which at first I was kind of split on this one because I was like, I, it's a good song. It's this one right away. It's an eight for me for this track. But at first, I didn't really know how I felt about it, especially as the album opener, because it, it feels more like it should be a closer or like a mid album interlude. 
it really just sounds like a well-produced home demo. It feels very personal. I do love the lyrics on it. Uh, I feel like there was some really good ideas on here that could have been fleshed out even more to bring that score up even more. Right after that, though, we get into what is my least favorite song on the album. And here's where I started to worry a little bit with something real being this like huge anthemic sound, which is cool. At first, I'm like, oh, this is cool. Where's this going to go? It goes nowhere. It stays at that same thing, repeating the chorus over and over with the huge like gospel choir in there, which again, on first use is cool. If you found different ways to use it throughout, I'd like it even more. So this one went down to a six for me. Uh, kind of this one kind of merged like all the sounds he was going for into one. Didn't work to the best. Chemical totally get why it was one of the singles. I believe it was the first single. Uh, really kind of sets the tone for the album in more of a radio friendly way than most of the tracks do. Uh, it's a nine. It's not perfect, but it's a really good radio jam. Um, Nova Candy. Another nine right here. This is where the album really started to pick up. Great chorus on this. The verse has a great flow. Um, I do wish that the synth ending there kind of led to something else. Uh, I kind of thought it was going to go into a bridge. I wasn't looking at how long the track was. And that synth ending, the synth ending started coming up. And I was like, all right, where's this going to go from here? Thinking that was just the bridge of the track. And it just kind of ended. So that kind of brought down for me. And then we get to my favorite track of the album, Morning. Best track on the album, best track so far. The chorus, incredible, super catchy. Uh, kind of has more of that classic Post Malone sound. Uh, lyrics are clever. I enjoy it. Uh, honestly, one of my favorite songs of the year so far. Then we take a slight dip down with Too Cool to Die. Again, really good chorus verses aren't anything special kind of drags it down and that's something that i've noticed throughout the album itself is that when there's sometimes the songs suffer from it having a really good chorus and the verses just kind of going nowhere feeling like filler uh it's an eight i really like it has like a chill laid back summery vibe to it and then we get to the best run of songs on the album for me with sign me up socialite overdrive speedometer and hold my breath all being tens for me. This run was so good. This is probably my favorite run of tracks on a Post Malone album. Uh, Sign Me Up being that 80s synthwave inspired thing. Would love more of the sound from him, which we do get later on in the album as well. I kind of hope he continues with this later in his career as well. But this is one of those tracks where I first started to really pick up on that really cool like bass groove going on. It has changes throughout the track the, with the bridge and everything. Has all the instruments you want. Piano, synth, bass, guitar, drums. All things that I didn't really fully expect to get on this album. I kind of expected it to follow more in line with his last album, which was more on that hip-hop type vibe that I just really wasn't into. Then second best track on here that has the best lyric of the album. The song Socialite. This one best showcases how good his voice is. It's lyrically fantastic. It's a really what it is, a modern 2000s rock ballad. But most importantly, it has the best line of the record, which is, I'm calling her Shrek. She got a donkey. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Perfect. Incredible. 
so that one really blew me away that that and morning are like the two best overdrive really like that one again with that like 2000s rock vibe but it also has an orchestra going in the back that's a really nice touch it's simple it's not overdone it's not in your face it's very good speedometer bringing back that 80s synth pop um like lean-in sounds lyrically pretty much what you'd expect nothing too special great groovy bass line again chorus is super chill and that's like i can say about this whole album this whole album is really meant to just relax to like i can just chill out and relax to this one put it on and just enjoy myself then hold my breath this one was the biggest uh standout to me in terms of when i first heard this one i hated it when i first heard this his voice on it was so brutal to my ears because he does he has this habit on the past two records of doing this these like high notes that his voice really doesn't do well in at least in my opinion i don't like when he does that he has a great voice and he stays in his range but the more i listen to this song the more and more i enjoyed it until i realized oh crap this is an incredible track the highs still bother me a little bit but instrumentally it's so good the way it picks up halfway through i could totally picture this being like a like a deep voice like crooner like a frank sinatra singing over this totally has that vibe instrumentally it's really yeah, wrong you mean his track. you mean his uh range or the auto tune that he's using in a lot of these songs well, range? That's I mean, fair. i'm not sure which but one he's a great about. singer either way yes he's <laughs> well, a great yeah, if you yeah. hear him sing without it too that's just you know a byproduct of the genre i mean even most most of the artists that we talk about on this channel have after effects on their voice it's just something that's you know happens but the i will say about the auto-tune is the times you notice the most is when he does the high notes and all that mm -hmm. the times he really needs it and that's what bothers me about it when he's using his normal range and his normal voice it's not really noticeable but once he tries to go into that like upper register it just doesn't work um then enough is enough slight dip but still a nine for me i really like this one i didn't expect the drop into the chorus and i really like that uh at times i got like total like u2 vibes on here a uh, little bit of elton john in there as well once it kicks in it's great uh the one line on this has the worst vocal line on the record where it, uh, the line leading into the chorus where he says it really ain't funny the way he does that high-pitched voice is terrible doesn't sound good uh then we go into the album takes a bit of a dip here for the next few texas t uh buyer beware and landmine they're all eights for me for pretty much similar reasons but texas t is the most by far the most hip-hop inspired track here by far uh, it has a good beat behind it i wish it went more places i could see it being like a fun club song like when you're out at like a night at the bar or whatever totally work for that nothing too special buyer beware cool johnny cash sounding intro that turns into an 80s synthwave track throughout uh excellent bass tone groove fun track not as good as some of the others same thing with landmine good track just not as good doesn't hold up to some of the others on here but then we finished the album off with a bang here green thumb 
love the guitar on this one has a total like beatlesque vibe to it uh storytelling at one of his best on this one something that i feel like we don't really get a lot from him because i feel like even on some of these more acoustic singer songwriter tracks he does fall into the tropes of the hip-hop lyrics to the point where in some tracks i don't think it necessarily fits the vibe of this track this one gets away from that and it's perfect his you know emotional songs are always do very well and then laugh it off this one had some really cool harmonies on it that i wish he did more in his music i feel like we don't get that a lot from him um extremely well done very enjoyable track the way it builds instrumentally and then culminating in that uh big bombastic ending at the end uh would love more of that from him i've been wanting high energy music like that from him since 2020 when we saw him do that uh nirvana covers set on youtube during a covid lockdown would love more of that i hope that this kind of soft pop rock album maybe it'll evolve to his next album being a little more hard rock or something that'd be cool but i mean overall album as a whole is a straight nine for me uh, i love this album uh so far album of the year by far uh, first album of the year that I've listened to that I've actually thoroughly, really, really liked. So that was a lot. So now one, one of you guys follow that up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go next. Is that okay, Mike? Yeah, go for it, man. All right, cool. So I will be the first to tell you that I am not the biggest. I mean, I, I mean, I like Post Malone. I just haven't really listen to one of his albums in full. Like I've listened to the hit singles, like, you know, from like circles to, uh, to like uh, a sunflower when he did the Spider-Man song. Uh, and I, I'm, he, he's kind of like always been an artist that's been there, but I haven't really delved into like too much. Truthfully. I mean, I, I knew, I knew his name cause he was so big. He's still, you know, he's still big. He's still big now and whatnot. But this, um, I have to tell you, this was, I mean, I'm, I'm not, quite in the same vein as Kyle in this, but I am in agreement with a lot of the things he said. Not all of them, but I mean, for the majority of it, yes. Um, I, Kyle and I are kind of much kind of on the same vein, on the same pathway here, if you're the same, like, same route if you will with the tracks. Um, like I said, I, going into this, I mean, I heard a couple of hit singles that got released like Chemical, Morning, Overdrive. You know, those are the three big hit singles off the record right now. And I feel like Yes, those are the ones that are played on top 40 right now. Yes, those are the ones that are, that are being played across, you know, countless stations across the country, if not the world. Um, but I, I do appreciate him, though, for for the, for this record coming out and being as good as it is. This this to me, showing that only four or five maximum people wrote each song. It goes back to something that I always say all the times that is that when you have just a core group of people in a room writing music, it's actually a lot. It can be a lot better than just 30 writers, 30 producers, and you don't get good quality music. At least this, I really hope a lot of people pay attention to this record more so than just, Oh, it's a, it's like a hour long record. It's a 50, you know, one, one minute record or whatever. Like, Oh, I hope people don't brush it off and be like, all right, well, you know, it's a long record, blah, blah, blah. No, well, no, in it, that in that vein, real quick, I will say that this yeah. does fall into the same trap that every one of his albums has fallen into. Okay. Where almost all of his, I think every album is at least like eighteen tracks long. Oh, okay. That so that I was not aware of. So a lot of them have tracks that kind of pull it down a little bit. Okay. 
that I was not fully because like I guess that this is I've I've never listened to a full album by him. I've only heard like the hit singles that came out on the radio in like 2018, 2019, whatever, into 2020 when when he did that, when he did that Nirvana track as well that you you showed me at one point. Um, so like I said, but listening to this stuff, I, it goes back to what I've always said: listening to an album from start to finish is it truly it it can be an experience. It can be something. Wow, I just listened to that, or it's like watching a movie. Oh, I just saw that movie, or I just you know it could be one of those experiences for you. And to me, I got the impression listening to this record. Like just hearing it over and over again as we were prepping for our show, you know, today. And I have to say, it is, I was taken by surprise about how, you know, real and like honest he was. Like, like, like caught touch on his lyrics. I mean, you can obviously tell in a lot of the songs, he's being very honest with you and like as, as, as an artist should be. Um, my standout tracks for me are, are mainly the hit singles because that's what I was mainly familiar with, but there, that's no diss to pretty much all the other tracks on here too. Like there are some really other solid tracks on here outside of Chemical or Morning or Overdrive. Like there's a lot of really good tracks on here as well. I, like particularly, I I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes, Kyle, like the the, the tracks what was it like six through eleven? Too cool tonight. Sign me up. It's, uh, so, so um, solicitate. Uh, overdrive. Socialite, Sorry, I knew I said that the wrong way. Socialite, thank you. Sorry about that. Not solicitate. That's an out. That's the wrong quote there. Um, hold my breath. You know, there's a really good stretch of songs there, and then it really, I mean, outside of those songs and like the, the singles that got released, this really, I'm being totally honest when I say this. Like, it brought back my faith in like hearing an album from start to finish because like there's been plenty of I we've said this before. There's been plenty of other hit singles out there for like certain hours. You know, like I'm just going to bring this up for a second. Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia has like three huge hits on it, but the other songs are not like really as well known. This is kind of like the same thing for me that with Boyz Malone. There are some really other great songs on here that are not just the hit singles. And that's what I appreciate him for actually putting out a record like this with some different styles here and there, like subtly put in here and there. I really do. I really appreciate but I, this is something that I can I, I feel like I can go back to more so in the times in the in the next probably year or two, Um, because this is something that I feel like he put a lot of time into. And like I said, there's only four, three or four or max five songwriters per song on here. That is something you just don't see as often anymore. And it's truly when you get good quality, you should definitely pay attention to it. And this is, in my opinion, really good quality songs and music in general. I mean, like I said, outside of that single, the chemicals have been played on hits one and whatnot and XM and morning, same thing, but these are really a really great record. This is some really good songs that he's there that he did in there. Come, you, you, you might be able to answer this question more than I did. Why is there only one bonus track? And yet it's, like, I have no idea. He put out, I think it was a week, maybe two weeks after the album came out, he put out a bonus edition online, including the one bonus track. Uh, I listened to it. The worst, the worst song on here. So all right, my my rating of the album does not include that track. Okay. All right, cool. I just, I just wanted, I wasn't sure because I saw the one, the bonus track is joy. And it's like, why would there only be? It did not bring me very much joy at all. That one. (laughs) Oh, bummer. Damn it. That's close. Um, but I mean, right now, so going to my rating and just knowing that he like, like if you can, 
if you listen to us at all and you haven't listened to anyone, any one of the albums that we've recommended so far to you, this is a good one to recommend. Post Malone's Austin. I'm I'm not going quite as high as a nine on Congress one because to me, like there, I still have to listen to it more and more just to like let it like fully like saturate and sit in and whatnot. But I think that this is a very solid record overall. I'm gonna give it actually an eight point an eight out of ten. Actually, I'm going with an eight out of ten. Surprisingly, because I never have listened to any of any of his records. I've only heard the hit singles. I've only heard like the, the bigger hits off his, you know, his records. I've never truly listened to one of his own records. And now I finally have heard what he's capable of. And now it's more than just, oh, it's like, uh, here's Circles, here's Hollywood Bleeding, or whatever, you know, or here's this Post Malone um, Spider-Man song, uh, was it Sunflower, you know, it's more than just that. It's actually like he can really diversify himself, and I really do appreciate him putting this out there. I'm giving this just a flat out 8 out of 10. That's, I mean, I'm feeling that good. I, I didn't think I'd feel this good initially, but when I listened to it over and over again for the past week, I was like, I'm feeling, I'm feeling very good about this, which is not something you get all the time. And, and when you get records like this, you should definitely savor it up while you can before it, you know, it vanishes and then the next record comes out and then the next record. So just definitely just try and tune into it while you can. So that's what I can say. But eight, eight out of ten side me. note. Yes. Real quick. Let's just also mention, meant to say this earlier, Post Malone was almost in Crown the Empire. <laughs> that's weird. Yeah, I know. That's always so, throwing me off. <laughs> I, I did not even know that. That's crazy. So, um, I think he auditioned yeah. and like a, a string broke on his guitar or something like that during the audition. Some some story like that. Oh, and they're no. like, "Yeah, we don't, we're good." Yeah, this, no. I mean, you know, like bad omen. Jokes on them because he's like ten times, if not more, <laughs> the size that they are. Yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. that's the way it happens. You know. Absolutely. Be right, Mike, where's where's the I hate it shirt? Mike, where's <laughs> well, Mike? No, I hate it shirt. No, I hate it shirt. Not necessarily because I don't hate it or love it, but I just uh, I wanted to wear my kill switch engage shirt today. So, uh, you know, there's that. So, um, yeah, so I'll start by going into my uh, experience with Post Malone. I've really never really listened to any Post Malone besides obviously, you know, the things you're forced upon, like, you know, commercials and congratulations or I don't know. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's uh, probably like the only song I knew of his. Um, I knew also I knew of the infuriating uh, collaboration with Ozzy, where people and I quote were like, "Man, Post Malone's gonna really blow this guy Ozzy up and bring him into the spotlight." And I just looked at the comments and like they're either trolling me or they're or they're serious and they're just extremely uh, just. I think um, most were trolls. I hope I think so, most of because- it were trolls. But also, yeah. I don't know if on that Ozzy album, there was a second collaboration with Post Malone that wasn't a big single. And mm-hmm. that one I thought was significantly better. Oh, yeah. So if you haven't heard I that one, listen, check that out. I might have just, doubt, you know, like, you know, skimmed the top. I didn't really delve deep into uh, the work that was presented. But, um, you know, yeah, just kind of outlining my understanding of post malone and his interactions with um a couple different artists that was probably about all i came into contact with so this is my my first at real listening of one of his albums so um i kind of came in very unsure of what i was going to hear mostly that i was expecting hip-hop beats and things of that manner and what i was pleasantly surprised was that that was almost non-existent within a couple songs which i was very happy that was the case. I 
am, and it's not a surprise to people who are listening. I am very not a fan of the hip hop, um, you know, kind of, um, you know, genre as a whole. Obviously, I love some hip hop songs and more, more of them are old school, but I'm just not a huge fan of the beats that they're using today. They're very kind of like trebly, very kind of, you know, the, the mumble rap stuff and this, that, and the other. It, it really just all sounds the same to me. So coming into some of these songs, I was actually really happy to hear some like real guitar and some real, um, you know, like at least an attempt at heartfelt <laughs> uh, singing. But uh, <laughs> a lot of it uh, felt fell upon like the overuse of like the uh auto tune on the high notes which really kept punching me in the ears throughout this whole album it really it almost sounded like um the tr like the vibrato in your voice artificially done you know like where it's like uh, you know like that that kind of sound it's making almost sounds so artificial that you can just tell that it's um it really stands out and it kind of bothers me throughout the whole album and just keeps reminding me that it's happening. It doesn't blend very naturally. So um, start off with Don't Understand. I was actually really kind of intrigued by this song. It's got that heartfelt, you know, um, uh, kind of a real self-revealing, you know, um, uh, picture of who you are and your relationship with someone and how they review you and i thought that was actually kind of cool while i wanted it to take off more to take what it was bringing and push it into the next level it kind of treaded water a little bit for me it kind of didn't know where to go from its initial offering so in that vein i just enjoyed it for what it was and it was i was not expecting this post malone so um this was like a 6.5 for me i mean it possibly could have tapped into a seven um but it kind of sits in that 6.5 i i might give it a seven um upon further listen but this is just a knee-jerk reaction as many times as i could listen to it uh in the time that was you know given to me but um yeah good start this was actually i was actually like wow i did not expect this real raw kind of like acoustic thing but then we it's kind of heads right into that wrong direction for me uh and uh, while i do like the big sound the choir the the almost feels like one of these songs i hear on the radio by like hosier or like uh yes. one of these yeah. kind of yeah like one of these artists that sound like they're sitting around a campfire clapping or something like that which i like that that sound but it's also not something that i um really drive after uh, it kind of came into that. Um, this was not a little repetitive, uh, feels incomplete, feels like it's just, it, it's not a song, but more so an idea within a song that sits alone. Never really felt like it had a beginning, middle and end. It just kind of, here's some, here's some melodies and here's some singing along and here's some this and that. Uh, needed more development. So uh, this was a 3.5 for me. It was just um, really didn't do anything for me um coming to chemical chemical was kind of just there it wasn't bad it wasn't good um it was just you know uh more or less something that i just kind of was like all right we're kind of coming back into a little more what i expected simplistic um you know uh, it's it's a pop song what can you ask for i i really was hoping by the beginning that we we're gonna hear more like raw drums heavy like drums that were like actually gritty and like uh, had some substance to them like uh 
I almost wanted this from Post Malone, a, an album stripped down of electronics and um, and like that kind of overproduction, and it's overproduced to a level that I feel like it zaps away its rawness. So that was like yeah, I've been wanting that for the past two albums. Yeah, been asking it's for that for the past three for. years. Yeah. And it would sound great if you would just do some kind of like real raw stripped down kind of like, um, you know, leave all the bells and whistles, leave all of the, the flair with, you know, production and um, the electronics uh, to the side and just like, you know, just him and the, and that would be an interesting thing. So five out of 10, you know, not too bad. It could it could actually go up a little bit um, upon further. This is not a bad, terrible song or anything, but then. Uh, Nova Candy was one of my least favorite uh, tracks uh, on the album, uh, almost as much as I hating Texas T. Texas T was a two out of ten, but <laughs> um, yeah, Nova Candy. I'll, I'll I'll just put a big circle. I'm gonna put a fake circle around uh, Nova Candy, uh, Chemical, Nova Candy, and Morning. They're all kind of like to me. They're just very just you know nothing really special there you go yeah nova candy morning um they're they're really just kind of uh cheesy you know like the kind of you know nothing really special uh simple uh i'm not a fan of those types of lyrical kind of like cheesy kind of rap lyrics where they're talking about uh you know uh the stuff he talks about which you can go ahead and read i won't say out loud um but uh just not my thing not my jam uh it was a weak start to the album i really liked that first song i was hoping more for that but then two three four five um five all kind of brought me to this like uh it's a lot of the same and then we come to a song that i actually really enjoy too cool to die this was actually my first uh eight out of the out of ten for the album and this was something i was praying <laughs> there you go happy face from mike not not something you get too often i am the gloom and doom guy i am the uh the the dark to the light unfortunately i have to be the uh the debbie downer but um but this was actually a nice 80s synth kind of throwback um uh i love it like i love that style and i was like yes i hope he continues on with this um this whole sound for me his voice sounds cool in it his voice flows with it it doesn't try too hard like kyle was saying it's not trying to go up in those high registers and do the the crying heartfelt um wear my emotions on my sleeve i'm i'm i'm, I'm like pained and and agonized like while i do love that kind of stuff from an artist a lot of the times i feel like sometimes they have trouble pulling it off and uh this song did not try that too hard. It was very uh, catchy. So, um, and kind of come into the next song, which was uh, Sign Me Up, uh, almost similar uh, kind of vibe, but uh, kind of misses the mark a little bit. Um, 6.5 from me there. Um, it's got actually a kind of a cool bunch of key changes, which is, <laughs> um, which I thought was really interesting because that, didn't sound like something Post Malone really was, uh, you know, big on. Like it has a, a some cool things going on uh, musically. I feel it's got a catchy chorus, good pace of the song, kind of keeps along with that. Too cool to die, but a uh, little bit of a dip there. Still not a bad song. One of the better songs on the album. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I we, think those key a... changes was a 
I'm sure Max Martin had a big hand in that one. Yeah, that has him written all over it. Right, and you can just tell someone else is kind of uh, leading the reins on this, taking this into a direction that keeps you a little more on your toes. Um, so that's cool. And then, uh, and then we kind of come to just a pretty bad run for me. Uh, like no. No, no, I'm sorry. Don't do this to me. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what did you call it again, JT? Damn it. Uh, Solicitating. It? Solicitating. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just ribbing on you. Uh, uh, socialite. Uh, yeah, five out of ten. Just lyrically stupid. I hated the chorus. Uh, just, just the lyrics were stupid. The chorus is pretty good. But it's just pretty similar sounding. And then kind of overdrive, same thing, pretty boring. And now this becomes a theme in this album. It begins to kind of get into these real slow, kind of like boring songs, like that just all kind of do the same thing. And I begin to start feeling album fatigue at this point. Um, and that that's not good because when you're feeling make having mixed reviews in the beginning and then you get consistency in the wrong direction <laughs> you just basically uh it starts to kind of really you start to lose focus in the album and uh then you have uh what was it um overdrive speedometer what is it, it must be a, a saga of of being a guy who can afford a lamborghini and write a song about it about oh i'm in my lamborghini trying to push it to the limit must be nice to be you having we can really all relate to this song you're just you know? jealous Mike. <laughs> i'm not jealous i'm just not relating that's all i can say I don't, I don't i'll be honest with you i wouldn't want a lamborghini in this area the area that i live because people would destroy it around every turn every freaking parking lot every row every pothole every idiot who can't drive correctly would be destroying <laughs> that car and i personally like a car that um you know if i lived in like maybe i don't know freaking i don't know spain or something maybe i'd drive a nice car you know somewhere a coastline with like italy or something but um other than that yeah we just kind of hit a, a a real line of songs that just did not do it for me so i'll go five social light five overdrive three speedometer that um hold my breath for i kind of when i look at <laughs> when i look at um post malone he looks like he kind of stinks like the way his tattoos and his face looks and hold my breath is almost what i was praying i would be saying to him because i'm not sure if he kind of you know if he is uh that way but that would be that's what i first thought of and then uh yeah enough uh or enough is enough oh just not good um then we get to texas t the worst track this is where i felt like they just gave up on putting out a song that actually had some real capturing choruses <laughs> and uh thank you for that visual illustration well done well done um then, then we come to buyer beware the second best uh song on the album this song had catchy chorus company by i love that guitar i love that keyboard um right up there with uh too cool to die i wish that they had put more stuff out like this because bioware and his voice sounds good here and uh like i said there is some high register stuff but it isn't uh you know you start to get used to it after a while but it's still 
a decent song and it's one of the better on the album. So that's eight out of 10 for me there. Um, Landmine, six and a half. As I mean, that's not uh, horrible. <laughs> Thank you. Mikey liked this one. Absolutely. Uh, yes, keep that going. All right. Um, yeah, so Landmine, six and a half out of 10. Uh, this one, it feels a little clunky. Like, I don't really like those kinds of songs where someone's just making a beat in the background, like, you know, like those uh, kinds of songs where someone's clapping along and it's just like a bass drum. With I, I've just never been a fan of those st style songs, but this one actually, it's not so bad. It actually um, was able to hold its own there. Uh, then we just uh, end out with Green Thumb and Laugh It Off, fours out of 10. They were just... Uh, <laughs> Why are there question marks there? I don't know. <laughs> um, green thumb, laugh it off. Just, yeah, a, a lot more of the same. Boring. You begin to kind of, they all, you know, start to, you know. <laughs> and, uh, lifeless. And like I said before, it needed more raw drums. It needed more um, kind of a pacing change in order to keep you interested. And a lot of times it just wasn't able to do that. So, yeah. So this, I mean, overall, I heard some things I liked. Um, my standout tracks, Too Cool to Die, Buyer Beware, and that first song, if they had done some more, like taking a, the melody into a direction that really could uh, develop that kind of the, the feeling and the, the kind of vibe they were going for, I really could see that first song being so much more but then we just kind of fall into a lot of songs that are just pretty uh you know just run of the mill nothing to see here um but i could see where people and then, and then once again this is where it comes in as an opinion piece then it is as like hey this is fact i never say what i say is is the what the you know is absolute it's just a personal preference of what kind of music i prefer and listen to and uh, a little more blending of other styles actually could make these songs come to life and and really accentuate uh, parts of them that are ultimately lost due to the production and the kind of, uh, you know, instruments feeling very in the background. To, you know, it's we all know this is going to be a vocal album. And all, most pop albums are vocal albums. It's all about his voice. He's He is the on top of the production uh, over everything at, at a level that I think is far exceeding what it needs to be. And and people want it that way because it's it's a pop album. And you're not going to put him in the background and make the music take um, you know front row. That would be that would be like taking your like Michael Jordan and putting him on the bench and putting in someone else. You know you gotta you gotta you're working with what you got. But what I'm looking for musically has a lot more um, depth and richness to it, which this album just does not deliver. So ultimately, uh, you know, I was coming at it like a 4.7 um, is where I would be sitting at it. Uh, you know, I might bump it up to a five. I might uh, award it a couple points for the fact that it wasn't a hip hop album exclusively with the with those kind of tinsy, trebly beats that just don't do anything for me and don't have any kind of originality sound to them. They're all sounding the same. I, I, I would probably go with a five, a five out of 10. That uh, was probably where I'd be sitting with it. So, um, which is much better than I expected. I thought I was going for two. 
uh, that fact that I'm getting a post Malone I'm a five, most my brother, my sister, and everyone else I know would be like, wow. And I expect you to say five. So you guys are probably thinking, oh, my God, like five. That's horrible. No, but like, I didn't you expect to... you to give it a five either. I expect you to give it much yeah. lower. I, I was actually kind of sh- uh, shocked at some of the the catchiness of the of the synth rock stuff. I wish the whole album was one big, like the weekend kind of uh, 80s synth rock post malone-esque type of uh a thing you know at times i even hear um machine gun kelly-esque type of stuff where it sounds like a pop rock punk rock uh you know like there was no punk in it but like that kind of the pacing of the mm-hmm. the beat in the background to the you know the way he's singing uh so which is pretty good you know i i hope for the future that he continues in this direction stays away from the the you know hip-hop stuff you know which I don't mind if you blend it well and do it right, but a lot of them don't do it. They just let it take, you know, over the whole picture and the blending is always lost in translation. So, yeah, that's what, that's what I feel. Wow. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> yes, that was a lot. That was a lot. Um, anything else, guys? Are, are, are we good to spin the wheel? No, I think it's time to spin the wheel. It's been a while. Spin that thing. It's time yeah, to spin the wheel. The, Here we make sure go. you blow the dust off of it. Blow the dust off of it before you uh, spin. Already there. taken care of, yeah. Mike. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Say, say spin less. The wheel. Here we go. Say less, as the kids are saying today. Say less. <laughs> Here we go. Where it stops. Kyle knows because he's cheating and he's making it. <laughs> um, if I wasn't, I'd always pick my own. Oh my hey. Notice how mine are always the last to be picked on the on the wheel. Unfortunately, that, yeah. was this JT's pick? Yeah, this, not mine. This was yeah. This was Nine Inch yeah. Nails. Um, the downward spot. My aunt loves this record, but I'll. Oh, I'm man. sure we'll talk about it next week. So there you go. But yeah, so next right. week, there you have it. Next week's um, Kyle spun the wheel, and next week is Nine Inch Nails, the downward spot from 1994. I believe, I'm not mistaken. Um. Gonna be interesting. I know a little bit about it, but I'm curious to listen to the whole thing from start to finish as well. So we'll have to see where that goes. But we want to thank you all for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. Um, if you haven't already, follow us on our social media platforms simply at Instagram, Twitter, or it's not Twitter anymore, but whatever. We're saying Twitter. My um, space. My MySpace. You can find our OnlyFans as Vine. well. Vine. Yeah. Vine. <laughs> you can find our only Vine account. Um musically. Usually we are on Omegle. Just want to let you guys know as well. <laughs> uh, no, I wish. I wish. Um, but we want to thank you all for watching, listening. However, you enjoy us tonight. Uh, what did you think about this record? Please let us know in the comment section below. And don't forget to follow us on our social media platforms as well. QA podcast. Is it coming back or not? Uh sometime later this month. Yes. So look for the QA podcast from this guy down here. He does incredible work, just you know, sitting back with his friend. And they just have wonderful conversations about anything they want to talk about, which is kind of what we do here, but more musically inclined. That's okay. Uh, they <laughs> um, solicitate. They, they solicitate. We sure do. <laughs> they love to solicitate over there. It's great stuff. <laughs> um, but thanks so much. So for next week, Nine Inch Nails, Downward Spiral, going to be interesting, all right? So for all of us here at the Super Show, stay safe.